There's something about faith in God that will cause him to walk by a million people just to get to you. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Join Kenneth Copeland and the students of the new Kenneth Copeland Bible College as they discover what you believe is what you will speak and eventually what you will do. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise and honor. We open our hearts. We open our minds for revelation from heaven. And we thank you and we give you praise and honor, Lord Jesus, for all that's said and all that's done. And we worship and praise you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And we're here at KCBC. Praise God and having a good time. KCBC Bulldogs, praise God. (laughs) Bulldog faith, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Human beings were created for faith. We're faith beings. That's the reason that Faith and fear are the same spiritual force. What you and I know as fear, it's spiritual force now. Spiritual forces are the most powerful forces that exist. Not mental, not, of course, not not, uh, flesh, but spirit. Love. Hate, faith, fear, life, death, blessing, cursing. You notice all of those are exact opposites of one another? So, (laughs) fear is the most natural thing in the world. The world is completely absorbed in it. The reason it's so easy is because it's it's taught from birth. Because your parents taught you how to speak. I mean, whatever they said, you said. And you had no way of knowing one way or the other. You just said what they said. Well, do you remember the sixth chapter of Ephesians? Be followers of God, are imitators of God. The way children imitate their parents. Amen. So, but once you get over into the field of faith, 
And, and once the laws of faith are so real to you, they become as real as fear. Even more real. But you have to hear what your heavenly Father is teaching you. And how to speak like your big brother Jesus. Because when you begin, we have the mind of Christ, but our minds have to be renewed to that mind. Now, as you think about that word, we have the mind of Christ. Translate it. We have the, we have the mind of the anointed one. All right. That literally means then we have the same anointing available for our souls, our intellect, mind, will, emotions, the intellectual part of ourselves. We have the same anointing available that Jesus operated in and with on his mind when he was in the earth. Boy, I'll tell you what, if that don't set you on fire, your wood's wet, brother. (laughs) Amen. But then it, it must, by faith, the mind must by fa- be by faith renewed so that you think like he thinks and you talk like he taught or speak like he spoke when he was here on the earth. What happens? You get his results. Amen. But now this, see, I started to mention this yesterday and I got sidetracked from it. I'm, I'm going to say it today. Word of faith is not a movement. The Apostle Paul, we read it right there yesterday in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans. The word of faith, which we preach. Now it, it took on all the earmarks of a movement like the uh, Oh, what would you say? That, like the, the praise movement the, and, and, you know, the, the former rain, the latter rain and on all these different things. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says that it's impossible to please God without the former and the latter rain. Faith. Impossible to please Him without it. And it's so easy to know why. All you got to do is look at the fourth chapter of the book of Romans. Therefore, it is of faith so that it might be by grace. No faith, no grace. No wonder it's impossible to please him. And faith worketh by love. No love, no faith, no faith, no grace. So in, in that condition, you're not trying to function in that condition. We've just blocked God off and just cut him off from his ability to to connect with us with any kind of blessing at all. We've cut him out. Amen. Well, not this bunch here. Praise God. No, nor that bunch there. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. This group and this BVOVN bunch of fanatics, uh, excuse me, this. (laughs) 
you know where the word fanatic, the word fan comes from the word fanatic? They're, they're football fanatics and all kinds of sports fanatic. I'm a Jesus fanatic. I am. I am. I'm a Word of God fanatic. I don't think about much anything else. And uh, I'm a little more interested in football than I used to be since Jonathan's playing his first year in college ball. But anyway, uh, I still, oh my. Faith in God. There's just something about it. A man I heard many, many, many years ago. He said, there's something about faith in God that will cause him to walk by a million people just to get to you. Faith in God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Number one fundamental of faith, believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. Number two fundamental of faith is act on your faith. Corresponding action to faith. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. I was going to go back to the 10th chapter of uh, Romans, but the Lord just changed my direction here. So let's, let's look. You understand I just work here, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. Fifth chapter of Mark, and we will look beginning with the 25th verse at the woman that was healed with the issue of blood. Now, let me say this again. We started out with this uh, in, in, uh, on Monday, that all, all of the miracles in the Bible, all of them, these fundamentals can be found there. Think, friends, what about David? He said it. He told the king, he told King Saul, he said, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. Now listen to what he said. That uncircumcised Philistine, you, you see how he marked him? Yeah. He didn't call him a man. He's a man without a covenant. I hear faith talking there, don't you? He said he's no different than that lion and that bear. And uh, In other words, I couldn't kill the lion and I couldn't kill the bear. Not myself. But I wasn't in myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have faith in God. He's a covenant man. So, and he just, he just kept making these kind of statements. Now, when he came out against Goliath, Goliath said it. The devil said it. I'm going to kill you. And he cursed him by his gods. Famous last words. Go back and read it. David said, I am going to kill you. <laughs> you come at me, you know. But now listen to me. 
I come at you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. I'm going to take your head off your shoulders. Now, wait a minute. He doesn't have anything but a, but a sling and a rock, and he's talking about taking his head off his shoulders. Amen. He believed it in his heart and he kept saying it. He told his brothers and all of them out there. Then he told the king and then he told Goliath and then he did it. I remember when I saw Hollywood's version of that and they had David doing all of this. That's, that's just pure bull. Forgive me, but I ain't got a lot of time this morning. Amen. The Bible said he ran at him with that sling in his hand, brother. Whoa. And I'm telling you, like a rifle bullet, that, that rock went right in the only exposed place on that guy's head. Of course, he had a huge target. His head's big as a basketball. And the guy's something like nine foot seven, whatever it was. And he hit him right there. Down he went. And then he cut his head off. So he believed it in his heart. He said it with his mouth and backed it up with corresponding action. Now, faith corresponding action is Acting on what you have believed and said. Acting as though it is absolutely true. Putting action to it. Where if you believe in your heart. Yeah. Whatsoever thing you desire. When you pray, believe. What? Believe it in your heart that you receive it and then you shall have it. You got to believe you have it before you can feel it or see it. The NIV translates that like this. Mark 11, 24. Whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you have received it and you shall have it. That's very accurate. Praise God. Amen. Say amen. Amen corresponding action. So let's apply this now to this woman. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had, was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway or immediately the fountain of her blood dried up. And then she felt in her body she'd been healed. She physically felt something happening inside of her. She physically felt it. But she believed it a long time before she felt it. That is so important. Verse 30, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or dunamis had gone out of him 
power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of that plague. Now Jesus on the move towards Jairus' house. Jairus' faith put him on the move because he made a statement. Once he made that statement, he never said another thing, even after they came and told him his daughter already did. He never said anything. He said, you come put your hands on her and she'll live. That's all he ever said until the girl was raised up. Now you want to see Jesus using his faith? That girl is graveyard dead. Amen? He goes in there and said, she's asleep. She's not dead. Well, now, Brother Copeland, you think he meant soul sleep? Why don't you go wait in the car? (laughs) No. (laughs) He was not talking about any such thing of this kind. He's calling things that be not as though they were. Amen. Amen. Anyway, he, he's, so notice, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. So that must have been her faith speaking. Yes. Amen. Now we mentioned this a couple of days ago. Whatever you are, uh, whatever I'm saying, whatever you are saying, whatever any human being in, in their conscious right mind is saying, is their faith talking? What they say, people say what they believe. <coughs> I believe I'm, <coughs> I believe I'm catching cold. You just told me what you believe. Amen. And people say things to say, well, Brother Copeland, you're just being too picky. I really didn't mean that. Uh, Sweetheart, we're not talking about your intentions. We're talking about spiritual law here. Amen. And you can't just mess around with physical laws. Just because you didn't intend to blow yourself up, (laughs) but you still blew your hand off anyway, doing something stupid that you knew better than to do. That's like people saying, well, you know, the Lord took them. Well, now, wait a minute. Did you ever notice (laughs) that when people obey the safety rules, he doesn't take near as many. <laughs> he didn't take them in the first place. In fact, that's a religious term that and for the most part is, is uh, not true. 
And maybe we'll, uh, down the road we can, we'll get into some of those things. And I know we will in time to come. Now, so let's look what happened here with her. Number one, of course, we know she said it. Now, the Greek word lego is, is the Greek word used there, which literally translated is saying, continuing to say, for she said and said and said and said and said. What's she doing? I like Lego. I remember that makes me think of those little building blocks. She's building faith, building faith. She's schooling her faith with the words of her mouth. Now, she heard of Jesus. We know what she heard. She heard the word because faith came. Now, let me, let me give you this. <laughs> um, this is, and, and, and I, I, I know we have scriptural foundation for this because we know from the scripture that Jesus preached from Isaiah 61 everywhere he went. And it's explained right there in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts when Peter preached at Cornelius' house. And he said, that word you know, which was preached throughout all Judea, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. It's recorded in the fourth chapter of the book of Luke where he, and he, he began to preach that. And it recorded it when he preached it at Nazareth. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach. Glory to God. He's anointed me to preach. And he, went, he listed down through the things that he's anointed to preach, recovery of sight to the blind, uh, to preach deliverance to the, of the captives, the, the uh, acceptable year of the Lord, which was supernatural debt cancellation. Yes. So, and he preached... Now listen very, very carefully here. You don't find anywhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where the synagogue in Capernaum was ever hostile against him. That was his hometown. He moved from Nazareth, got run out of Nazareth, and he moved from Nazareth to Capernaum. Jairus was his rabbi. He was leader of the synagogue. Amen. And when Jairus came and fell at his feet, Jesus knew him. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is this. And just a, just a little side pitch. I just got 30 seconds to get this out, so I got to get it said quick. <laughs> When Jesus, the, the guy came to him and said, my servant is dying. He said, I'll come and heal him. And they said, you need to do this because he's built us a synagogue. That was in Capernaum. Jairus was a leader of that synagogue. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Praise God. Jeremy will be back in just a moment. We're out of time. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.